Welcome to the Derailed Podcast. My name's Sam and I'm your host and let's get right into it. Uh, hey guys, welcome back to the Derailed Podcast. Uh, today I have got another special guest on with me. He is an Adelaide-based personal trainer by the name of Ivan. How you going, mate? Introduce yourself. Hey guys, Ivan. Nice to be on this podcast. Well overdue. I've been looking to jump on this for a while with Sam. I've been really enjoying this content and yeah, it's good to be on. Thanks, mate. Appreciate the feedback. Um, so yeah, Ivan and I, well, we kind of just like mutually connected recently, but I mean, I've trained alongside him when he's been PTing clients out at any time. Um, and then even more so at Derrimitz recently too. Between that, we've got mutual connections in Jackson and like a whole bunch of people that we've just discussed. So I think it's just been a long time coming. So thanks for joining on. Um, to just get started straight on into it, mate, run us through what it is that you do and how long have you been in the PTing side of things? And we'll go from there. For sure, for sure. So I've currently been a personal trainer for about five years. Um, I got into the personal training industry just as I was quitting playing soccer. So I really got the itch, started doing a whole bodybuilding training when I was younger. I was like, oh, I want to see, I want to help people. I want to try basically just get myself out there and help people transform themselves, how I transform my own body. Um, so I started off at Anytime Fitness in Parabanks. I only lasted about six months there, unfortunately, because I didn't really know what the hell I was doing, being a 17-year-old kid trying to help people change their lives and manage money and all this sort of stuff. Um, took a little break, worked a normal nine to five, couple months, absolutely hated it. After three months, decided to can it. And then I moved to Anytime Fitness Salisbury Downs. Um, from there, I created my little brand Envision Fitness that I pretty much use for my personal training, clothing, all that sort of stuff. Um, and from there, developed a pretty cool um, personal training business out of Anytime Fitness, helped over hundreds of people transform their bodies. And now fast forward to 2020, from all this corona stuff going on, as anybody knows, I actually got um, a really cool opportunity to be a personal trainer at uh, Derramut's Winter Gardens. So that's my new spot and I'm absolutely loving it. Yeah, so for those that aren't familiar with Derramut's, Derramut's is by far like the biggest gyms in Adelaide and Windsor is just an absolute monster of a gym. Um, so I mean, like, I see you work there all the time, but you would be absolutely flooded, wouldn't you, mate? Yeah, yeah, 100%, man. It was like a very easy transition because I already had my handful of clients um, at any time. And um, as you know, like people in Adelaide listening, Derramats has literally flooded Adelaide and taken over. Um, the facilities are the best of the best. Um, if you've ever been to the Melbourne ones, they're just getting as big and crazy as Melbourne. So I feel like... I don't know, Adelaide Jeremiah's next year is going to be flooded and have the best of the best facilities for all of us who are into our resistance training, fitness training, athleticism, everything. Yeah, like all around there, just they are really phenomenal gyms. Like, and I mean, I, I worked at Anglevale for a little bit at one of them and just to see the difference already is just nuts. Like I've trained at pretty much all of them. Um, yeah, they're just, fuck, they're, they're massive. <laughs> like not even just that, the vibes are pretty fucking elite as well hey yeah yeah everybody who almost is motivated to train or wants to be serious with the training trains at Derrimats I find so yeah. being in that environment now having my clients I take on everybody seems a lot more serious which I really love because I'm at a point now where I have somebody approach me and they're like I want this this or I just want a one-off personal training session I'm like nah dude like, I want to work more in depth focus on your programming your nutrition everything like that and develop a proper routine for them. Yeah, for sure. So with, with your intro, mate, you mentioned Envision Fitness. Um, now I know a little bit about it, but go into the full detail with that, like the name, you know I mean? Like it's, it could almost become pretty self-explanatory, but what's your plans with that? Cause I know you, your brand and you've got clothing. Like it just seems every time I look at it, you've got something new coming, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my plan has always been to have something greater than me. I've always wanted to build like a community of people all together. Um, like all my clients, we just have like a little vibe, a little community of all of us. 
Um, so I want to really expand that over time into introducing things like clothing. And it's really cool when I see somebody rocking, I don't know, a singlet of mine. And it's just really to unite everybody around each other who want to get better, want to be better. Um, I personally created Envision Fitness because, as you can tell from the start of the name, Envision is just trying to envision your path, envision a good lifestyle, everything like that. It's pretty much what I stand for. I don't really want everybody to pursue the normal things. I want them to envision great things, pursue great things, everything like that. Yeah, so it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty big thing, and like there's just any kind of brand like that. It's just an endless opportunity. Like and anything gym related, like you can do clothing, you can do accessories, like your straps, you can fuck, dude. It's just it's endless, hey. Like it's yeah. like uh, thing I really learned when I was like a personal trainer back in the day. I don't know if other personal trainers are really listening to this as is, but this is what I've sort of learned over the years. One on one personal training is very one dimensional. You spend forty five to sixty minutes with somebody. But then what else are you doing to develop them? Like I myself am really trying to get into the online coaching more so to help as many people as I can because I don't have to spend that one-on-one factor with them. I can just get a group of people together, chat programs, diet plans, everything like that. But building a brand more so, like Sam said, is ever expanding. So you can dive your hands into clothing, accessories, more coaching. You can even... I don't know, tee up things with other trainers and work alongside each other. You can even open up your own gym as well, man. Like it's... Yeah, 100%. So, yeah. With that, man, like perfect leeway for this question, which is one that I got on um, Insta, is do you have any advice or tips for people that are starting out in the industry as a PT, whether they go online or they stay as one-on-one? Like what's your biggest advice um, for someone stepping in? Yeah, I always love this question because what I remember when I first graduated as a PT, when I did my PT course, I don't know if some other people found this, but they guarantee you're going to be making 3K a week, killing it, 50 clients a week, (laughs) absolutely like going to be just rolling in this money. But the reality is, as a personal trainer, try help as many people as you can, different shapes, different sizes, different goals. So that way you expand your knowledge and understanding how everybody works mechanically, nutrition-based, everything like that. And then that way you can really focus on helping. Of course, like say Sam came up to me and he wanted to be my client. He's pretty advanced. But then if I don't know how to work with advanced people, he'd be like, oh, let's try this, what you give a beginner. So it's good to really dabble in and as, as it sounds, just try to give as much free advice, free knowledge, free PT sessions as you can till you get that confidence of backing yourself and your methods. Yeah. And it's interesting because like I pulled out of my studies um, <laughs> as a PT because I just found even like working in a gym for me, I couldn't like train at that place, which is kind of a similar conversation we had before. But how important would it be for yourself to say like the minute you finish your Cert 3, Cert 4 to then enhance your knowledge in another course, whether it be like biomechanics, nutrition, like the level of importance for that for yourself, what, how would you rate that? And like, what would you uh, recommend? I'd say even like to this day, five years down the line, I'm still spending hours on YouTube courses. Um, I have a mentor right now who works for Alphalete. If you guys don't know, I always try to upskill my knowledge of how to help people. So even while you think you know everything, there's always something you can learn that can tweak how to activate your glutes better, how to do an exercise perfectly, how to breathe properly, how somebody's nutrition goes in and out, all of them sort of fundamentals that you should keep learning and upskilling yourself. And then that's going to transcend to your business as well. Yeah, for sure. And I think like it just shows like the fact that you do that as well. It's just a detriment to like you and your clients because like, you wouldn't be flooded if you didn't go and enhance your knowledge either. You know, like you see so many PTs fresh out who just think the cert three and four is the be all end all. And then within six months to a year fail because the demand of people that need the help is beyond the training. Like, yeah. I don't Like it sort of comes back to, I wish like the PT course could be sort of tweaked. So you could have like, I don't know, a portion where you have to like go through client psychological portions of you're pretty much almost a counselor at times and then you have 
the back end, like I was saying to Sam, the back end of a PT business or a filming business that Sam has is so much more important of how to tie everything in to separate what you love and a living, all that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah, for sure. And I guess I, I actually have a business degree, man. And like, even for me with my business, the business degree hasn't actually given me anything. It's taught me how to run a business in like a set area of like sport or sport yeah. and rec, but like, me having my own business, I'm like, fuck, I've got next to no idea how to actually set shit up. You know, like I've yeah. got the basics and like marketing and all of that. But in terms of actually doing the fucking nitty gritty to get it started, I've got no idea. Hence why I got a mentor as well. Like, And it's interesting to like, I did a business degree when I did my PT Cert 4 as well. Yeah. They pretty much just covered the fundamentals of tax paying, what you should do here, that and that. Like, every legal thing you can pretty much jump on Google these days and pretty much self-research. Yeah, for sure. And that's the only way I've got the knowledge that I have about fitness is because I just self-taught just exactly that way is YouTube. And like other than the encyclopedia of bodybuilding, which I've read back to front like three times as well. Like that's the only way for me that I was actually going to get the results though is like I had to do it for myself. I couldn't go to a PT. But yep. I'm very much like that with pretty much everything. I have to do it for me, you know, like I can't be told. Yeah, I just absolutely. learn better that way. To yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That would be also another thing, like we could say to like, how I can answer that question. If you're fresh out of the Institute, just always further develop yourself. Do the little hard work of researching things on Google if you need to. Like pretty much the internet is the best source of information now that we're luckily to have. Um, I know about five years ago when I first started in the industry, there wasn't many people doing what everybody does now on Instagram and stuff. There was no, not many sponsored athletes, big YouTubers, probably the biggest YouTubers I watched back five years ago was probably Christian Guzman, as you guys know, Max Tuning, all them sort of guys, but they started off with about hundred thousand like YouTube subscribers, but now yeah. they got over a million. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's the thing as well. Like in any industry, everything is so heavily saturated so many yep. different things and so many different people like if you're not enhancing your knowledge and like like i said earlier fresh out of like any kind of institute that's fitness related within 12 months if you haven't gained more knowledge unless you're just fucking really good with people and like your base knowledge like you're not really gonna improve you know yep. yeah i found the biggest thing what well, you have to sort of stand out as somebody who to keep retaining clients you have to give people results people want to lose weight fast they want to gain muscle fast so you have to compile everything into one thing to achieve the client's goals and i always try to break it down more than just the fat loss goal or building goal because like i could say to a natural athlete like myself like dude you're gonna look like me in six years because that's how long it took me to get yeah. this size <laughs> and that just like disheartens people they're like oh fuck it's gonna take six years yeah <laughs> and that's the thing like it's so important for anyone who steps into the gym to understand that it's like, it's not an overnight thing, you know, like I've used to be pretty against like the whole eight week challenges when they're marketed as like change your life in eight weeks. It's, it's not, it's not about that. Like I used to just hate that. And like, I can see people that do it now that are taking the smarter approach like yourself, but fuck like that shit used to drive me nuts. Like, and like, I'm not saying names or anything, but the amount of times I've seen somebody walk up to me with like an eight-week challenge, like diet plan, it's like 900 calories or 1,000. It's just not sustainable for the aftermath of their goal. Yeah. Yeah, and then that's when you see them, the eight-week challenge finishes, and then two weeks later, there's another one starting because they've blown out of those two weeks, and it's just a never-ending money, money train, really. <laughs> yeah. So with that question being covered, mate, Let's talk about you, like you stepping foot in the gym pre PT days, man. Um, how did that come about? Like what got you into the gym? Um, so my background, I played uh, soccer for pretty much my whole life to about 17. Um, I played to about um, reserves, metro stars level. So like semi-professional. Um, so I pretty much busted my balls in soccer, like the way I do now with my bodybuilding. So I sort of easily transcended to something else. Yeah. Um, but I remember when I got to the ages of about 14 and 15, when I started playing with like 17, 18, 20 year olds and everybody's a lot bigger than you. We got assigned um, like gym preseason like programs. 
Um, so I was sort of dabbling into weight training at a young age to, of course, um, get more athleticism, get more strength to perform with the big boys. Um, and then as soon as I stopped playing soccer, uh, like I said before, I pretty much got a gym membership down the road from my high school. And then I started hitting the weights. But of course, I was just like, dude, I want to get jacked. I want to look good. I want to get strong. So, yeah. yeah. That's the thing that I like similar to me, man. Like I've played soccer as well. Um, fuck, I played for 17 years, like up until I was 20. Um, yeah. I stopped because like had a pretty serious head injury, but like same thing. Like once I lost all the weight and got to the weight that I wanted to get to, then I joined the gym. And in my first like off season when I was skinny and like I just fell in love with training for like bodybuilding purposes, even though I probably don't think I'm going to compete anymore. I just yeah. like went fuck, like love that, and then called it quits at the last year of soccer, and then like just been on the ups end with trying to build weight or get strong or like whatever, whatever yeah, since. So, and it was yeah. a lot more fascinating for me than obviously being like one dimensional, kick a ball, get fitter, and this. You could pretty yeah. much do a strength um, phase of your training. You could do bodybuilding phase. You can do, I don't know, CrossFit sort of style workouts. So there was always something new to train rather than just having a fucking run around in a circle or something like that. Yeah. I literally said that on my last episode as well. I was like, the thing I love the most about it is like, if you want to get strong, you can train as like a power lifter or like set your program up accordingly. If you want to lean out, then you train like that. Like it's just a never ending thing. And it's like a never ending self progression thing as well, which is something that like I massively align with. Yeah. hundred percent, man. I agree hundred percent with that. That's good. Yeah, so I got another question. So it was, what motivates you to stay on the journey in supporting people change their life, mate? Well, that's a good one. Um, well, I, for one, since I was really young, always, like, when I had people reach out for me, like, from the very start for, like, a free program, I absolutely loved the personal reaction on saying they developed themselves and they felt better about themselves. So I absolutely love when I hear my clients or people say they're getting something out of it, if you know what I mean, or... Yep somebody even still to this day they see an exercise i do they're like cool man thank you so much i'm going to use that so i really like helping people as gimmicky as sounds um i really get like self reward yeah and i just love i don't know just further going my knowledge and just spreading it out to as many people as i can to help people yeah do you find that like obviously being in a gym as well and i know we spoke about this before we started recording but like do you find that challenging to then train for yourself and being around it like 12 hours a day or however long and then going to train? This is a question I always get. I love answering it because I myself have done two bodybuilding competitions and I find after doing those two bodybuilding competitions, it's the hardest thing to keep going afterwards because you're on such a high. Um, you have like my preps were 20 weeks, one was 14 weeks and you have this one day you consistently work towards. Um, and I find after that disappears, you have to really go back to why you love training and why you want to self-develop yourself. So I've had a lot of periods in my like six years of lifting where I'm just like, can't be fucked, can't be motivated, lifting the same loads. So I go through them in sprouts as well. Like Sam said, 12 hours in the gym, you get really demotivated to train sometimes because you're seeing a bench press for 12 hours straight, then you have to do the bench press and you're like, this doesn't hit right sometimes. Yeah. Um, but I really try mixing up my training as much as I can, focusing on my strength, just really making sure I see development in myself to keep myself going Yeah. as much as I possibly can. So yes, of course I do like any other human. I get periods where I'm just like, yeah, I feel fat, lazy, just want to eat stuff. Um, but then most of the time I'm pretty good because training's almost like my outlet to keep sane and forget about the world for an hour or two. So I love just switching off and just focusing on lifting some weights for an hour or two. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And that's the thing that like, like I said, I struggled with was it <laughs> even working at a gym as like the counter guy, like the minute I finished my shift, the last thing I wanted to do was to step foot in there. And anytime that I did step foot in the weights, like the lifting area or whatever you want to call it, it was just like everyone was like oh can you come help me because you you just you were known then it was just like for me i think that was why i, I pulled out of the pt thing because i was like, i didn't want to lose myself like that part of me whereas like 
I've got so many other passions and shit that I actually enjoy doing it as a career, potentially anyway. Like, yep. or even working at a sub store, like I still get that element. But then when I'm in the gym, people aren't going to ask me about subs when I'm in the gym. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, so I've still got that element of it now, which is really fucking cool. I just don't think I could do what you do. Like, yep. <laughs> yeah, it just would drive me nuts. So, yeah. Yeah, it definitely gets hard at times, but I just say any trainer that like is struggling with that at the moment, just really find routines or workouts to keep you occupied and have to tick off your box for the day. So that way you have that self-reward at the end of it, as well as helping 12 other people or whatever. Yeah, would you find for yourself training before your clients or after your clients? Like what do you find works best for you as well? Um, at the moment at winter, because I'm trying to, I don't know, just fit in as much as I can. I'm just hitting it in between clients. Um, so say I have my whole calendar structure. I set aside about an hour and a half to train and then probably another hour and a half, maybe half an hour to just eat straight after my workout. That's what I've been doing lately. Um, yeah. I've been finding that's good because I say, finish up my client at 1230. I pop my pre-workout while I'm training that last client start getting tingly, gets my ass into the gym and I'm like, all right, I've got to work off this energy now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, I can't help like when you say the whole energy thing is like the, the minute I think pre-workout fuel, I think is finger buns, man. Like, oh, yeah, that's <laughs> you guys. started a finger full buns. trend with that. Like, <laughs> Trying to come up with a finger bun shirt, guys. It's coming soon. Oh, yes. That's unreal. <laughs> <laughs> what, what would you like? Because obviously you mentioned you've competed twice. For someone yeah. like myself, for example, stepping on stage for the first time, what would you what would you give or recommend advice for that? Um, so, of course, I would recommend somebody get the coach. I personally never coached. I got a coach. I just did my own preps. I just had people like sort of shadow me and look over me. But I'd say definitely get somebody you trust in and get eyes over you during your prep because preps more a mental game than a physical game. Um, yeah. I would suggest do not deplete yourself too hardcore from the start and fuck yourself up for the end. Yeah. Um, and make sure you find a way of doing your nutrition or your coach doing nutrition that's not going to stuff your hormones up at the same time. Yeah. Like also the health side of it. So they're probably the three main keys I would suggest. And um just literally do it for the right reasons as well. Cause I have so many people that walk up to me like, dude, I just want to do it to get photos. I'm like, come on, man. Like, yeah. can't I just take photos. So definitely do it for the right reasons. Yeah. So to give you like, cause I remember the last time I saw you in the gym, you said like how lean I was looking like for me to step on stage, it was purely about the learning, the process of it. Just cause I've always yeah. like been interested. I was going to compete yeah. last year, but mentally I was like, no fucking way. Um, yeah. So I had that, barrier this year or like barrier removed this year and then like with my coach as well i started at three thousand calories at my shred <laughs> you know and i was like fuck for a short guy I, I wouldn't even bulk at that for a period of time so to be yeah. able to start on that and was dropping consistent like 800 grams a week to start that's i was fucking shocked and then like covid hit and then i broke my foot like and then and then all these other things kept coming up so then i just decided that I wouldn't compete because I've also got loose skin. So, but like yeah. the reasoning is huge for me was like, I needed to mentally challenge myself and give me something really to focus hard on, which was like my aim overall goal for this year with everything, not just like my training too. So I completely agree. Like you've got to have the right purpose because as much as your photos look good, like the amount of suffering that you go for, whether it's 12 weeks, 20 weeks, or like me, 41 weeks, it's like, yeah, like the mental suffering of it is really not justified just by saying I want to compete. Like it's, people don't understand that. So do you have any questions that you, you want to answer as well, mate? That I know because we obviously did put an Instagram poll up. So do you have some questions you'd like to answer for the people? Um, so I've had a couple. I had that one I spoke to Sam about. Um, what was my first memory of the gym? Uh, so my first memory was definitely when I used to go to the gym at about nine, 10 o'clock at night, when I had these insecurity issues about running into the big dogs um, and literally just me and my mate, literally getting to train every single night, nine, 10 o'clock religiously. And it was just like, just really fun to be around your mates. And that's what I love about the gym because you're surrounded by so many good people and you meet, like I met Sam through the gym. I met 
like Jack and all these other people he spoke about through the gym. So it pretty much creates like this little family vibe. When you enter there, you see all your mates, you see everybody getting better. So that's definitely one of my main memories from the very start. Yeah, so that's something as well that like with Derham, it's specifically because, I mean, I've trained at a whole bunch of gyms, still a member at any time, but I've found with Derham, it's like, you, you connect more with people there. Like people know that regardless of what level of training and you can converse. Whereas like I've had experiences in any time where I've been laughed at or I've had people like threaten to kill me because like I might've looked at them the wrong way, like unintentionally or, or whatever, but I've never experienced that in Derrimits and I'm not a fucking big dude either, yeah. but it's like, I've never really been frowned upon. I've actually had more bigger guys approach me in Derrimits than what I've had at like any time too. Which it's is like just a, a fucking different vibe most. What's that? Uh, the vibe, like at Derrimus, is completely different. Like a lot of people, like my clients especially, were almost intimidated to make the transition over me because they heard Derrimus was the big dog gym, like all the big bodybuilders go there, all that sort of stuff. But yeah, like you just said, it's pretty much like these big guys honestly compliment most people, like that are just trying to get better themselves. They give you pointers, help you out. So it's good. Yeah, and that's the thing with most like genuinely massively built like whether it's man man or woman like they understand the, the process because it's like they don't get that big in a fucking year they've been training for 10 15 if not longer so like their understanding of where everyone's at too which is something that's probably like massively misconceived as well yeah so <laughs> kev kitchen mate he, he put a question up <laughs> yeah. what is this come on kev. He, he's like how did you get such staunch arms? <laughs> so I absolutely hate my arms. Fun fact about me, guys. Probably the most insecure body part of my body. Dude, same. <laughs> That's why I got tattoos. Covered this arm. So I don't have my little bicep. Same. <laughs> so everybody can relate. Most guys with tattoos, they probably just can't cover up their little arms. <laughs> um, but yeah, Kev, trust me. I wish I had big arms, dude. I'm trying to work on that. <laughs> Dude, he's got fucking absolute like huge buys as well doesn't he like if you're listening to this i've seen you train arms more than legs bro so you teach me how <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not making comment on that <laughs> um on that though what what would you recommend be like the most efficient training split oh okay so i always say push pull legs but i pretty much switch my push pull legs into like a bro split yep. so pretty much do chest twice a week shoulders twice a week arms twice a week legs twice a week yeah but i try to format it almost like a power bodybuilder yeah um i learned this method from michael hearn um way back ago it's pretty much you get your first movements like the of course compound movement where you really focus on developing your strength yeah um and then the rest of it is the hype. I can't always say it's hypertrophy, hypotrophy. I can't always say that. Fuck. Um, but that method of increasing lots of reps, lots of sets, pumping blood in that muscle to make your muscle tissue grow, of course. Um, so I absolutely love mixing those two because I'm focusing on getting strong, but then I'm focusing on building my aesthetics at the same time. Yeah, that's very similar to my coach, which is Radu. Um, like he put me on push pull legs straight away. So push. Day one would be like heavy chest, but volume shoulders. Um, yep. Then back, same thing, like heavy compound, but it'll be like one heavy top set to like 12 to 15, at absolute balls to the wall top set. And then you go and flood it. Um, legs would be like a heavy hammy and then like focus on quads and then heavy quads, focus on hammies. And then like the other push would be heavy shoulders, power focus, and then volumed on chest. So like across the week you're training or you're accumulating enough volume and you're also hitting everything as heavy as possible too. And I find like for me, my results across my shred, despite losing near 20 kilos of body fat, like I've had fucking crane, insane muscle growth as well. Like the difference in my back alone was just nuts for me. Like, which was shocking. Like I, I was genuinely shocked, but even Radu turned around and was like, what the fuck? Even he didn't expect that. So yeah, what happened to you, bro? Yeah, dude. Like, I put a rear lat spread photo up, like in action at Windsor. I reckon you were there. Like, you spoke to me that day, and like, I put that up in comparison to like my first uh, shot of my back when I started my cut. 
and it just looked like I'd put like a two inches like in total across my back. And I was like, Jesus fuck. Like, so yeah. But, so sick. Yeah. Like in, I definitely training, was that? I definitely recommend for anybody say a year or two into their training, especially if you're a male, definitely try out push pull legs if you haven't to develop your body. Yeah. Um, and then same even for the ladies, you're, you know, you're covering everything twice, but maybe if you want to grow your ass or something more like most skills, add in an extra leg day. So you could do like um, legs, push, legs, pull, legs, something like yeah. that. So it's a really good overall system of making sure you hit everybody part very frequently. Yeah. And that's like for a while there, I was having issues with my foot and stuff and was in a moon boot. So for me to keep training, I took legs out and then did push, pull, arms, push, pull, arms. Where I wouldn't hit arms on those push pull days, so then I ended up training arms twice a week, which I fuck like hated every minute of it. But right, like disgusting, yeah, still made it work. <laughs> like yeah. that's good. Yeah, so I mean, like if you're training like five or six days, I feel like that's the most optimal way to get results as well. Would you agree? Um, yeah, definitely. Even like I have a lot of clients that can't commit to five, six day splits because they have family, this, that, or they're just not that into it. So I just generally put them onto a push-pull leg system. Um, that way they know they're covering every body part. You've got your chest, shoulders, triceps, back, redelts, biceps, and then legs overall. Yeah. Yeah, right. And then obviously you follow that structure yourself too. Yeah, 100%, man. Like I've tried to. Of course, I've manipulated over the years where I literally tried to bro split once a... Like I just hammered my chest once a day, but I just felt like I just needed a lot more volume and I just enjoyed a lot more volume training throughout the week. Yeah, and I, I see you post some of your workouts or like what you get, well, what you do from like other PTs or like even if they're just like a fit influencer, if that's what you want yeah. to call it. Like some of your shit looks fucking brutal, dude. <laughs> yeah, I've always been one to love like high reps or I don't feel like I'm getting anything out of it. I could hit, I don't know, 10 sets of six reps on a heavy row, but I just don't get the same stimulation or growth I find not diving into those 15 to, I've worked up to a hundred sets guys. I mean, hundred reps. So my coaching and my structure for my own program is very different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude. And like for the way that you look and you can tell that it fucking works as well. Like, Physically, your physique is fucking phenomenal. For a natural as well, like, make that clear too. Like, as a natty, yeah. like, your yeah. physique. And, like, again, obviously, the nutrition and all that comes into it. But you wouldn't look the way that you did if you uh, you do, if you didn't train the way that you do as well. It all comes, like, hands in hand. Yeah. And I don't say to everybody, don't jump in every single session and do 50 reps. My shit's more structured out than that. So say what I do, I do a heavy week, I do a moderate week, and then I do a very high volume week. And I pretty much cycle between that generally. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's- really like. Yeah, it gives you like the full, like almost like a deload as well. Once you go from heavy volume or whatever, like what, what would you like, how often would you say that you deload and how important is it to your training as well? Um, so my deloads more so I go into the gym throughout the week and I don't focus on pushing that heavy load. I just do maybe three exercises on chest, two delt exercises and maybe two tricep. And I just take it a little bit easier on my joints, yeah. really get down the reps games. Um, so I try to do that maybe every three, four weeks. I have like a moderate high volume week. Um, so I really like introducing that when I'm, my CNS is feeling fried from my heavy weeks or them stupid high volume weeks. So I try to listen to my body or I do three really intense sessions and then maybe two a little bit like lighter and then go back to the full on training. Yeah. And it's so important that you listen to your body as well. Like I got to a point at the end of my cut, like I wanted to get to a certain weight um a weight goal for me but i just got to the point where i physically just had nothing left in the tank um yeah. and I, that's where i just i just said to rado i was like mate call it quits the next week i'm bumping my calories up by 600 calories on my moderate day like i just needed it and like yeah. obviously the rebound effect you're obviously going to look better and leaner regardless of your weight size or whatever post shred but fuck like it took it's taken me i'm like four weeks reverse now and i finally feel like i'm a normal human again i don't feel like i'm just a fucking walking ghost <laughs> like yeah legit and that's like a really good thing that you touched on as well a lot of people who 
diet really hard down, do a comp or like yourself, just want to see how good you look. It, if you don't start feeling like you're almost dying or you have no energy, you're pretty much not as lean as you can be. I find yeah. I tell people anyway. Um, so if somebody's doing a comp prep, say to listen to this and they're not really feeling that full effect of their cup, you've probably got a little bit more in you until you get to that feeling. And then definitely like Sam did bump yourself back up slowly, slowly. So you don't gash yourself out or start really damaging your body further. Yeah. And it's important to note as well, like the minute I pulled out of the ICN comps or like said I wasn't going to compete because of my skin, I did push still for another like four to six weeks. And I never really got like refeeds or anything because I run a food page. So like I was always having a high day because I carb cycled, which works good for my lifestyle. But like even then the, the high days for me were just having no effect. Like I just was at like just a different level of fucked. Like, that wasn't sleeping like the leanest I'd ever been by a long shot. Um, pretty close to the lightest I've ever been in terms of body weight as well. But just general day-to-day functions just felt challenging for me. So I just knew it was like, and 41 weeks is fucked. Like that's like fucking nearly a whole year dieting. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, I remember like, cause I tracked every week my weigh-ins on a Friday morning and I like, tracked week for week. And I just got to like the 40 week and I was like, I can't believe I'm still fucking doing this. Like, even though I'm not competing, there was literally no point. And I spoke to another coach like, who works at Derrimitz as well. And he was like, dude, like you can barely function. Like you've got a business, you can barely hold a camera. Like now you're getting to the point that not that I've ruined my business or whatever, but if you can't focus on that, there's no point anymore. If you're not going to compete, just call it quits, man. Like, so yeah. 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 So this is actually an interesting question for you, man, because out of all of the um, like coaches and PTs that I follow, I would say like your content is probably the most unique. Like everyone sits and does lives and like gives all of this free info, which is awesome. But yours is like very almost like YouTuber, like montage based, man. Like what, what got you into creating that kind of stuff? Like, is it the YouTube side of things or does that, do you just love it like that? Um, I just, I just personally love doing it. Like if I didn't do PT, I would love to do photography, video creation, all that sort of stuff. I've always been fascinated in, of course, I've watched YouTube for so many years now. I've seen people make fitness montages, this and that, or even just people doing like travel videos. I absolutely love watching on the side. Um, so it's been one of my fascinations of how to build my content aesthetically like that. Yeah. Um, so rather than just me uploading bloody my clients doing some lap raises and everything, I try to make it look cool for the viewer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, absolutely love it. I've got myself a new little Canon camera a couple of weeks back. I've been loving playing around with that. So yeah, just like my little outlet to do alongside my own business and just trying to get better at that as well. Yeah, dude, it keeps it interesting as well. Cause like I said, I watch other people and this is no disrespect to them because obviously like, I appreciate all levels of content, but to see a PT take it to the level like yourself that you do with your, with your camera work, with your editing, like color grade, all of the stuff that I genuinely love and appreciate. I'm like, fuck, like, and you, you're obviously like full-time PT as well to fit that in too. It's like, fuck yeah, dude. Like when I saw you get a camera, I was like, Oh fuck. Like, (laughs) It's going to be good. It's good. Like I said, I love doing it on the side. It's like a little side passion or like, because I work at BSF as well on the side of PT, I love doing up little videos of supplements for the boss. So it's just fun in general. Yeah. With, with working at BSF, like to put it back to nutritional training, like what would you say in terms of a supplement would be like a staple for yourself? A uh, supplement? Yeah. Um, honestly, I've always said this from the start of training. I've always said just get protein and yep. then pre-workout to get your ass in the gym. All the other shit like fat banners, of course, magnesium and health products is like a must. If you're cramping, you need vitamin D, all that sort of stuff. That's essential. Yep. But all the other little stuff is, I don't think that needed. Um, pretty much we can get all our nutrition and all our protein from food. So I always say to people, focus on your food first. But if you've got yep. a busy life, a busy schedule, definitely get some protein or some casein to spice up your taste buds. Um, and then if you can't just get enough energy from coffee, like myself, 
introduce some high stem pre-workouts and it'll just really give you that buzz for the hour you need. Yeah, because that's like, I've only just gotten back into like using subs for my training and surprisingly I did it when everything fucking locked down last week. And like, even though I was training from home, I was like, fuck man, I've missed that shit. Like I hadn't touched a proper pre-workout regardless of high stem or just pump like probably since like January this year. So to That's just so have the ingredients like flow through me, regardless of not being heavy training, I was like, man, yep. like fuck, it was just, it was just a good feeling. Hey? And as well, people who, I don't know, do night shifts, really struggle to get motivation in the gym, getting something like a pre-workout just really, I don't know, it becomes like my little pre-workout ritual. So, you know, you're having your pre-workout, then you know, it's time to train straight after. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, do you um, have any so, other questions? Was um, yeah, I got a couple, man. Yeah. Um, so I got one. If you were to compete again, which comp would you do? Yeah. Um, so I've done ICN the last two times, men's physique. I would love to do IFBB. Um, only thing stopping me right now from doing IFBB is because obviously I'm natural. Obviously look at some guys like Jeremy Buendia, Brandon Hendricks, they're all very big boys and they're men's physique competitors. So I would have to probably give it another couple years till i do ifbb or of course i would consider doing something like the dark side and doing ifbb comp yeah with would you go ifbb like did the first time you did ifbb natural to see how you like size up against guys yeah. in men's physique yeah 100 percent. so i'll probably like i'm 24 at the moment maybe when i'm about 26 ish i'd probably consider doing a men's physique comp yeah I just really got to focus on developing my back a bit more for that rear back pose that all these freaks have on stage. But yeah, like, like Kyle, like Kyle looked fucking for like Kyle. Is it Giniotis? Yeah, Giniotis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he looked phenomenal. Like he was incredible. And then oh, yeah. like the level at Melbourne and stuff. Like it just it's a whole new level than ICN. Like no offense to ICN. Like we have some fantastic boys in national level and everything. But yeah. it's just a whole different world. Yeah, and then obviously, if like you you went pro, you'd want to be pro at IFBB level because then you're competing with the best of the best in the world. Like, yep. yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, with and with yeah, when you're competing, like, because you said you've done two. If you yep. did do well in IFBB naturally, would you go like year like not year round but compete every single year and push for a pro card like would that be something that would interest you or would you kind of just do it just for the challenge um i don't know i find because i do such extreme dieting when i'm comp prepping i feel like i know you said a little bit before you felt like your business was taking a toll yeah um i find them exactly the same because i'm up at say 4 30 i got my first client at like 5 or 5 30 and then I'm working all the way to about seven, sometimes maybe eight, and then programs at night. I just found when I'm comp prepping, I just don't, I don't know, sufficiently achieve the things I want in a day-to-day basis because I'm just so fried. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, oh yeah, I have to do my morning cardio. I have to train. I have to eat this many macros. This is what's left and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so it's just like exactly like me. It just comes down to a level of priority to you. Like, Competing to me this year was the goal, but like obviously with all the other circumstances and stuff, it just come down to like, it's not really a priority. It's never going to go anywhere. Like I don't think I'm ever going to stop training when it aligns again for me, whether it's next year, whether it's three years down the track, then I'll revisit it. But yeah. Yeah. Particularly in the position of yourself, like your business is, like you said, you're fucking flat out. I'm like, yeah. And like eventually maybe when I get the transition to being a full-time online coach, maybe then, cause I have a bit more free time during the day, I'd be able to train a bit more, focus on myself a bit more, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So maybe you, for the future. Post. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And I mean, like in the end of the day, like you said, you're 24 as well. Same age as me. Like you've got fucking your whole life ahead of you, you know, and yep. obviously you love training that much that you're never going to stop. So my IFBB is only, the competitors are only going to get better. You know, the bodybuilding as a sport is only going in, like growing in population. So realistically, you've got every opportunity to do it whenever the time suits. So yeah, I haven't got any more questions from my side of things, mate. Do you have any for yourself? 
Um, I have actually one more really good one. It says, who inspires you the most? Yeah. Um, so that's a good one. Like I dabbled on, I've watched YouTube in the past quite a lot. Um, people who've always inspired me to want to do more, people like, uh, people like Alfley, like Christian Guzman, Max Tuning, all those sort of people who can really say they've, you know, made a crazy life and crazy businesses for themselves. Yeah. Um, I would love myself, like I said about Envision, to grow something greater than me, like I've said. So seeing them people do that has really inspired me to pursue pretty much anything I want to do. Yeah, see, different, like, compared to me, I don't really dabble much in watching the full YouTube thing. Like, I used to, and I used to do it heavily, but now that I upload weekly and put time into my own content, I find if I sat there and watched YouTube consistently, then I'd critique myself too heavily, even though I'm at a position where like, I'm fucking very fresh into it. Like I do it for the enjoyment. So I don't want to watch others to like compare or get my ideas. I want it to come to me naturally as well. So like, if I was to answer the question, like I look at people like pretty fucking generic, but like, if you think of the rock, like someone who's come from literally having seven bucks in his pockets and now earning like hundred million dollars a year or whatever, like, those kind of stories is the stuff that inspires me. And like the fact that he's obviously fucking built like a brick shit house too. Like, you know, that's the kind of stuff that inspires me. But at the same time, like Chris, like Alpha Leap, like Alpha Land and all of that kind of stuff. Like that's just, it does blow my mind, but I don't watch it, you know? Like, so that's why I never really considered that as like a um, idolization point. Like, like you said, I don't want to completely copy people or I don't just really get myself down about what I'm creating, but it's sort of cool to see others achieving what's possible. That's why it really appeals to me as well. Yeah. Uh, So like, it's never any, like, look at the rock. You just said he had $7 and now he has a hundred million dollar businesses. He's got a portable fucking gym everywhere. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty fucking unreal. (laughs) And this is the same with like content creation and like with my business with photo and video, like no photographer is going to have the same style. Like, yes, the basics need to be like identical to obviously achieve any kind of photo, any kind of video, but no one's going to edit the same. No one's going to like capture the same image on the same camera. Like everyone's got a different viewing point or like a focal point or whatever. Like that's what I love about the stuff that I do or will hope to do as like a full-time thing is like, it's never going to be the same thing and you can always enhance, just like your, your training, you can always get better. Like I, that's how I see that for my business. So yeah, yeah. mate, I think we've had a, we've deep dived into a pretty decent conversation there, covered a fair bit. Um, what would be like three key things that you would say for the listeners stepping into the gym? And we'll wrap it up with that. Uh, three key things, uh, don't be afraid to fail. Um, definitely go in, try your best, do anything you can, whatever you want to try and try to get better at it. Um, try be as consistent as possible because that's the only way you're going to get to your end goal. Um, if you're dabbling here and there going once a week, but then next week, just try hit it twice. Just try get that consistency up because that's where the results really shine. Um, and then probably third one, don't listen to the internet as much and try get proper information, but still trying out new things. I know that's a bit kind of like, I don't know the word for it, but if you're one to really look at all the fad diets, for instance, and you try every single one, you're sort of going to be brainwashed into what is working and what worked for you because all of them can literally achieve good results. But if you lose 30 kilos on keto, you're always going to think you've lost 30 kilos because of keto. Um, So be very open-minded with trying out different things, but don't really get so hung up on one thing the whole time of your journey. Try as much as you can. Yeah. So, and for sure, like just ask questions, like in-person knowledge, if you see someone like, in the end, if they say no, then like respect that. But you know, if you see a PT, like ask questions, like absorb as much in-person knowledge as possible because in-person stuff is like the most valuable as well. 
And like Sam said, like definitely just ask many questions. Like the amount of times I've walked up to somebody and was like, why are you doing that exercise? Why are you doing more than 20 reps when I was younger? Why do you take this supplement? Like all those little questions, don't be afraid to ask anybody or even just hire somebody for more knowledge. Like, like me and Sam, we both have mentors because we still need to upskill our businesses. Um, just yeah, and we've both got business like degrees. Like, I mean, mine, I don't know if you graduated from yours, but like I graduated from mine. You know, like we've, we've got the this stuff that says we know what we're doing, but there's always more to know. 100%. And like another big topic, probably the nutrition factor as well, because like realistically everything's 90% diet. Like yeah. maybe 99% diet. So if you're busting your balls for the whole hour or two in the gym every single day, but you're not changing, definitely just touch on your nutrition a, a little bit more. Um, don't overly melt your brain by experimenting with macros off the bat, everything like that. If you want to dabble in more further in depth knowledge, definitely hire somebody or get to know something off YouTube, a little course, stuff like that. But just focus on balancing out everything evenly and enjoying the process at the same time. Yeah, for sure. All right, mate. So before I outro this, this podcast, um, drop your socials. As always, this, um, Avan's socials or any of my guest socials will always be in the description. Me sharing this on Instagram, you'll be tagged everywhere as well. Um, so yeah, drop your socials below, mate. How do people get in touch with you? And leave us with something that might be coming next year if, if you feel like you can. Um, and then we'll wrap it up. Awesome, awesome. Um, so my socials, guys, for my personal Instagram, it's just Ivan Chubjif. Um, Sam will write out my last name. I know it's a bit long. Um, <laughs> I got my business page, my PT business, everything like that. It's Envision Fitness on Instagram or just hit me up at envisionfitness at gmail.com for inquiries if you want to know more about my services. I pretty much just help out everyone and anyone. Um, currently looking to get more online coaching clients more so than face-to-face. Um, and I'm located at Durham at Winter Gardens. Um, future plans for Envision probably next year. I'm currently looking at dropping some new summer ranges for women's crops and men's oversized t-shirts. They're in the oh, works. Fuck yes. <laughs> yeah, I've been loving it. Like I've been living in these like culture Kings ones, vanquish, all that sort of stuff. So I've yeah. been I'm just hanging to get my own oversized t-shirts going. Um, and next year, just really focusing on helping and expanding as many people as I can and to get on board with Envision, hopefully. Yeah, and no doubt, mate, like knowing the way that you've worked and me seeing your progress as a business person as well, no doubt you're going to achieve everything you set your mind to. Um, so I wish you the best of luck and I'll probably jump on board the, the shirts and support you any way that I can as well. Um, but yeah, that's it, guys. So thanks for listening. If you've gotten all the way through, be sure to check the description. Uh, I'll leave everything that Avan's just mentioned in the description there. So reach out. Dude's an absolute legend, plus like all the knowledge in the world. He can definitely get you on the right track. Um, so yeah, that's thing. the end of the... Go one for it, mate. What was that? Should we do a dirty leg session together? Dude, Dude yeah, I'm so... I'm fucking so down for that. <laughs> I think it <laughs> just, is. If you point. make me throw up though, bro, that's like going to just remove the <laughs> ego. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to tee that up as well, guys. So followers, if you want to see that, we'll put it on our YouTubes. It'll be killer. Yeah, dude, I was going to say, like, can I film it? I'll probably get some snaps of you while we're there, too. Done. We'll do it in the pendulum spots, guys. Yeah, fuck. Gym 24-7, if you listen to this, we're coming. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, so that's the end of this episode of the Doral Podcast. Um, I'll speak to you in the next one. Again, thanks to Ivan for coming out, and I'll speak to you soon. See you later.